There, the topic of today's shir is ribbis when it comes to banks. The obviously in Shulchan Aruch you're not going to find any reference to banks or to these shilas, and the shulbis which discuss banks, the shilas that are connected to banks and ribbis. Some of them have elements which appear in Simon Kuf Samach's if design. Which is why, since you're around that area, most of you either learned it or, or are going to learn it the next day or so. So I decided, in the next few days, I decided to give a share on this topic. The um, Next week, we want to start already Kuf Samachalaf. So whoever is not up to uh, speed, get up to speed. The Ramo and Simon Kuf Samach, Sif Tezayin, says, Yeshayim rim demutu de Yisrael, lema de chavere Yisrael, leich vehalve limois miplein Yisrael v'ribis. Umutu losis achakacharibis l'shleich l'avirilai. You could, one Jew, Reuven, could tell Shimon, go and borrow money from Levi. Now, Shimon is the one who's going to borrow the money from Levi even though he's borrowing on behalf of Reuven, but, but uh, Shimon is the one who is dealing with Levi, and the shtad is being signed, obviously, by Shimon and Levi, not Reuven, and is done with Rebis. And then, when, when it comes to time to pay, then the, the Reuven could give Shimon the Rebis to pay, to pay Levi for this loan. Like the Torah only prohibited if it goes straight from the Loiva to the Malve or in as his representative that there's a loan between Reuven and Levi, direct loan, and then either one, either the money gets sent one of the times or both of the times through a Shliach, that's awesome. But if it goes through fully a third party, that's that's uh, then it's not that's not a problem because. There's two, essentially two loans over here. Reuven tells Shimon, go borrow money. Shimon borrows money from Levi, so it's one transaction. He doesn't take, now, when it comes to pay, and he commits himself to pay Ribis. So now Shimon is not the one who's going to actually pay the Ribis to Levi. And Reuven is not paying any Ribis to Levi either. So there's no, there's no is over here. The Ribis doesn't do anything wrong, but it's not his money. And therefore, it's fine. This whole Inshlechet is based on the Shita of Rashi, which the B.C. Yosef right away disagrees with. The Shach is Mechazek, the Shita of, of Rashi over there in Sif Zion. And that this concept of Shluchas, this scenario, is very important to this year, which is why... I mentioned it, emphasizing it. Which is exactly what I'm doing now by posting this video on YouTube. <laughs> like you could be, you could be saying on this lace at Seirich. Mikol Mokem. Im aloive kibel amoyz ba'atzim in amalve. If he only gets the money, if he gets the money directly, but then he sends the money with the shliach, it's awesome. If the shliach of the malve lends to the loive with ribis, 
and he makes a shtar al shemem alve. It's also very important to remember because it's going to be discussed, relevant to the bank discussion. Then he writes a star on the name of the Malve. So the Shleich's name is not mentioned anywhere. Regardless of whether the Meshaleach knows what's going on, the moment the Shleich signs a document on behalf of the Malve and gives the money to the Loive, and then the Loive pays Ribis, even though all went to the Shleich, and the Malve didn't even know about it, it's still considered Osir. The main thing is you look at the star. The star was written in the name of the Malva, and it becomes a problem. But that is the halacha in Shulchan Aruch. So now we're going to jump into the bank bank scenario and see what it is. A person invests money in the bank, buys stocks in the bank. The bank is banks are owned by Yidden. Banks are owned by Yidden and Goyim. You know, you invest in an Israeli bank, invest in an American bank that has Yidden and Goisha owners. Or a person deposits money in the bank. You know, and then the bank goes, and how the bank operates is the money that the deposits, that's the money that gets lent out. That's how you get interest on in your deposits. So now, if a Yid goes, first of all, you're in line invest not your bank, if a Yid is going to borrow from the bank. In America, you invest in uh, Chase Bank. There's definitely going to be a year. There's going to be borrowing from Chase Bank down the line. And what's your definition as an investor or one who deposits money in the bank? And what's your definition as a borrower? If you're a year who borrows and you know this might be hidden who, uh, who own that bank. So obviously, if you're talking about a private bank that's owned by an uh, Arab sheik in Dubai, you don't have to worry about it because uh, probably means there can't be an Arab because they also don't hold the Vribis. They also have, for sure, a private guy owns a bank, and it's not a problem not to borrow, not to and not to uh, to deposit, maybe because if he is going to borrow, it becomes an issue. So you have um, investing in the bank, depositing in the bank, borrowing from a bank. What's the definition? And the biggest question is, what's the definition of a bank? Is a bank its own person? Is a bank a collection of the investors? Is a bank a collection of the depositors? Like what? What? What is this bank? Okay, so there's a concept. Which is called a corporation. Corporation is a uh, the new version of a partnership. It used to be that ten people would decide they want to go into a business. Ten people, each one will put in money into an account, into a joint account. Two people, three people, ten people become partners. They would do business. Some people would do the work. Some people would bring the money. Whatever, whichever way they set up the partnership. And then comes the end of the day, they would split the profits. If there was debts. You go after the partners. The partners are not independent of the corporation, of the partnership. If the business lost money, the business borrowed $100,000, this partnership, and the business went bankrupt, and there's 10 partners, it would go after all the 10 partners. Right? In 1844, the English people developed the concept of a corporation. You don't have to have the first. It, was, it took some time. It took, a, it took about 15 years till they figured it out, from 1844 to 1860, something like that. And they figured out... The concept of a corporation. They created a new Matthias. First, they started something called a corporation. What is a corporation? That all the partnerships, all the people who become partners are now not each one in their own capacity. Now we have a tzibur of 10 shutzim. We have a new gather, a Matthias called a corporation. And in that corporation, you have 10 people who invested. 
And therefore, what does it mean? If somebody has a claim against the, against the corporation, doesn't have to send summons to court to all the ten and chase all of them down. Since it's a corporation, and the corporation has to respond. The corporation has a has the ten people who own it as parts of it. However, at that stage, there's still anybody who was a partner was responsible for the losses. So if you took the corporation, which is its own mitzias, to a court case, and the corporation lost, and they had to split the losses, so each of the each of the partners had to pay his share of the losses or the debts. Huh? So what changed with this small that, that the first step towards creating a corporation created now, you you don't have to chase ten people, but there is a concept called a corporation, which is independent independent gather, and you have ten people who are responsible for the corporation or profit from the corporation, but the corporation is own goof. Then, 10 years later, they created the Limited Liability Act, Kishmoy Kainhu, Limited Liability, which is the <coughs> that the partners only have a responsibility for the only up to the certain amount that they invested in, a certain amount that they are that they are responsible for still if there's debts of the company it's still it's still their uh, their responsibility but it's not uh, forever if the company borrows money more than its assets more than they invested and there's much less than that and then they finally figured it out a year later 1856 that the concept of a corporation the way we know it today that it's mamish its own mitzvah and each person who puts in money become has a vote. It's about 30 pages long, the, the, that 1856 law. And it has explains to you everything. Each person has a vote. The corporation is its own Matthias. And, and they, people, the partners have to put in money into the corporation. And the corporation takes out money. But if something goes wrong, in certain scenarios, the corporation... The people who invest in the corporation are not responsible for those debts. So God created a new concept in Aloha. Shaila's in Aloha. The Goyim set up corporations now. They set up banks. They set up companies which produce beer. They set up companies which sell trefes, shutfes, and a bunch of other wineries, whatever it is. Yainesech, the Vedas of working on Shabbos. All the sodium you can think of are all in whichever corporation you invest in. Shaila is, what becomes you as an investor? What's your role in this corporation? Are you a partner? You're not a partner. If an Aveda is done by the corporation, the Aveda lends, the bank lends money with Ribis, as you, as one of the owners of the corporation, one of the investors, are you over, are you over an Aveda? If this company, if you invest in in uh, in a wine company of Yain Nesach, they make profits from it. It's a different shaila. It's a shaila of uh, Israel. If a company works in Shabbos, are you allowed to? Uh, are you doing an Aveda by it or not? So there's a few chuvas that discuss it, which is why I printed it to you. The reason I chose specifically ah, huh? um, also depositing. If, if depends what uh, what the definition of a, a person deposits is. The way the shir is structured is around uh, three letters from the Rebbe, one that's in the Shemis, one that is in, and two that are in the English. 
the tshuvas that I chose over here are mainly the ones that the Rebbe quotes in the Shimas and the Yiskadish because that's how you're going to understand what the what uh, the situation is. I'm going to start from the tshuvas and we're going to get to what the Rebbe writes about it. So the pretty much the first person who discusses this topic is the Mario Alevi, Bishok Aaron Halevi Itinga. Um, he's probably the first one who discussed it that I, that I found. He has one shul which I didn't quote where he discusses why investing in a uh, chametz, when you're an investor in a chametz beer company, you're not over by your own, by your own, so. What? Could be. Mm-hmm. And in Chedek Beis, he discusses ribis in a bank. He's talking about the bank that is run, managed by Goyim. The Goyim are the managers of the bank, and he says it's not a problem. In such a scenario, it's not a problem whether the Yid is an investor in the bank, whether the Yid is, uh, borrows from a bank. Um, regardless, whether you're the one who's investing in the bank and then the Yid is going to borrow, or you're borrowing from the bank and the Yid owns it, the Goyim runs it, it's not a problem. And he starts with a bunch of Yisoydas that he brings in that shuvah, which is the first one that I printed for you in this booklet. He says, first of all, first point is, the director of the bank is not your shleich. If you're the owner, he's not the shleich of the, of the guy who owns the stocks to lend money to a Jew. He's not a shleich of the Malva. He's not a shleach of the loiver, who's a yid, to borrow money from the owners of the of the bank. Why is that? Because neither the malva, the malva never spoke with the one who runs the bank. And he explains how does it work to make a loan. He has to explain because it wasn't so common in the banks in those days. He says uh, one wants to buy the stocks, brings his money, gives it to the cashier. And then, and then the... The cashier has the money. The one who holds the cashier, the one who holds the the one who c- controls, not the cashier, the one who's in charge of the of the, uh, the treasurer. Sorry, the treasurer. And uh, and then the then there's the one who runs the bank. The one who runs the bank works out a deal with the borrower, and he tells him he makes all the conditions, he's going to borrow the money. Then and he signs with the with the borrower. Then the borrower doesn't get the money from the director of the bank. The, the one who operates the bank he has to go and get the money from the from the treasurer because the money is sitting by the treasurer. So you have two guys over here. You have the treasurer who has the money, and you have the one who runs the who worked out the deal with you. Two separate people. And then the loyve he gets the loan from the bank. The loan he owes the money to the bank. The loan is between him and the bank. It's on the name of the bank. Important to know why he points out on the name of the bank, because, like we said before, the main thing in Shulchan Aruch is if the shtar is written on the name of the Malve, then we don't care if the Malve knows about it or not. Over here, it's written on the name of the bank, not on the name of anybody else. And the biggest lie is that you're borrowing from the bank is if the borrower is going to default on the payment, who's going to go after him? Who's who's going to go after him? The bank, the stockholder can't go and ask the bank for a paper, a list of all the people who defaulted on the loans in the last year and go after them. The owners don't have the right to. The bank is the one that's going to go after the people who default on their payments. Uh Yeah, what's your relationship to the bank? 
So you're a stockholder. You're not a director of the bank. What's your rights to, to, to go after to go after that person? And the money's going to go to the bank. And if they, they win in court, the money's going to go to the bank. Right? So you have the bank, the way it seems like for this Mario Alevi, that the bank is own independent entity, the independent entity which borrows money, which lends money, which owns money, which sues people, which everything. So it's an independent entity. It's not a sum of its parts. This bank, this partnership is not a sum of its parts. It's its own independent metzius. It's a goof with Neatsme. As I explained, that, he says it's not, it is Bechlal no Shlichus over here. He says you don't even have to come to the Einshlech Zedvalaveda, which is the castle of Einshlech Zedvalaveda, because the bank never became the Shlich of Elam and Nasir Shlichaklal. The bank never became the shleach of the uh, of the investor. Never became the shleach of the borrower. Okay. Says, huh? And if, 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 you lost, yeah. Who are you going to go after? You're going to call to Bezin, you're going to go to Bezin and say that I have an agreement with the bank, I'm supposed to make a certain amount of money. I know you borrowed from that bank. I know you're a year, so I'm slapping you to Bezin. And I want you to pay me what I lost. I lost whatever. I was supposed to get 3% a year, and I ended up losing money because of the crash. And I searched on Acris, and I found that your house, you borrowed money from Citibank. And I have a, a stocks of Citibank. But a business, I want to sue you for the money that you owe Citibank because I have a Citibank. It's not going to fly, not legally and halachically, probably not. Huh? What is it on? Maybe it's, it's maybe it's an apotheke when you when you take uh, when you borrow money. It's only a specific. Uh, it's listed specifically to only take from a certain place. Or is, Who's going to take from the whole part here that it's a separate thing? It only works with three people, and since this is not a person, it stops the chain of the no, because who owes who? Nobody owes anybody anything. There was never the bank doesn't owe you anything, it owes you what you invested. If you invest in the bank, which is own independent entity, and you went according to the laws of the land, and it became its own gather. So you invested with the bank, and then the bank lent to somebody else, and uh, that's it. You can't go after that person. Yeah, and they lend it out. Because the bank legally has to have a certain amount of reserves to cover that. That's today's day and age, yeah. Yeah, no, I love Dafka. It always was like that. But all the money gets mixed. We're going to get to it later. One of the, the different two we discussed. Huh? It's insured. Today it's insured by the government. It's insured by someone else. The bank and lose that money and not and not pay you anything. Yeah. Yeah. He says, according to the Taz, to become a shliach, you have to have the shliach is borrows from one person, and. Lends to the other person. There has to be a Malvin Aleiv over here. And you don't have it. Why? Because the bank director who, the bank director and the treasurer, 
both of them do not have any liability to the to to the to the people who invested money in the bank. They have zero liability. Obviously, unless they did something wrong, complete negligence, the pshia, something else. But if not pshia, they're not responsible. They don't have no arvus, no achrayas on it, so that they're not the owners. All they do is they are in charge of distributing the money that the bank has. So they're not a loyve or a malva. So it ends up being that they're not they're not responsible to the loyve, they're not responsible to the malva. All they're doing is they're taking money from one place, moving it to another place. And the bank is the one that decides how to do money. And the person who, who if, if the person doesn't pay, the bank goes after him. And if the owner of the stocks doesn't get his payment, he, he can't go after direct to the bank. He has to go after the bank, the concept of a bank. So then he says, because it's a, there's no shluchis, so therefore, because there's no concept of shluchis, so therefore, there's no problem, even if the menal of the bank are goyim. There's no shluchis like. And it's better that the bechlai concludes it's better that it's goyim, and even better if the bank director gets a uh, nice bonus at the end of the year for all the loans he successfully successfully uh, produced that year for the bank that generated profit. Because then what the guy is doing is, is not only is he working for the stockholders, which then you have a Shiloh maybe, he's actually working for himself. Because the more loans he generates, the more money he's going to make. So at the Tate of it. He's looked at as the as the novel here. He's looked at as the one facilitating the loan. If he's looked at as the one facilitating the loan without his money, it's not his own money. Then it's, uh, he's doing it for himself. He's not doing it on the sake of the Jew. And his conclusion is whether the ones who run the bank are Jews or the ones who run the bank they're going bechol gavni That's the Maria Levi. Let's go to the other extreme, the Kisur Shulchan Aruch. Kisur Shulchan Aruch you have in page two eighty five. In, uh, in here, page 285, in the book. <coughs> <coughs> it's almost about that. <coughs> in Simen Samachay, which is Ilcha Silibis, Seif Chafres. Where he says over there that uh, that uh, he says that blochim b'mokim sheyesh kvutzas mois, ah, in the middle, he says if the if the if the uh, if it's page two eighty five in this book that I printed for you, ah, seif chavches. Towards the middle, he says when you have a kvutzas mois, a group of money which is a a. Uh, a, a like a, a savings savings uh, place, which is action, which is uh, stocks. Bohem, the Israelim love him, and Jews borrow from it with ribis. Even if the ones who run it are going, it's Isr Gomor. The Lochain, also Litin Shamo, you're not allowed to deposit any money in these banks. Because maybe it's going to be maybe some somebody's going to borrow from that. The Jew is going to borrow from it. 
maybe a Jew put the money into there. It's completely oyster, the other end. Can't invest, can't borrow, can't even deposit. And his words is, he makes it the Isur Gomer. There's a, after the Shulchan Aruch was printed the first time and the second time, the box of Shulchan made comments on it. He edited, edited and added stuff. And that was called Ta'asa Shulchan. Over here, it's printed on, as Lechem upon him, but it's really it's an addition of the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch. And that's an addition which was printed later. And over here, he says, towards the middle, um... He starts, he says, Even though you have over here also in this bank, it's not only owned by Jews. It's not, it's not a bank that every single person deposited the money is a Jew and every single one who borrowed money is a Jew. You're talking about you have people who, who uh, bought stocks for Goyim, you have people who, who put money in there that are Goyim, you have people who borrowed money from there are Goyim. Right? So therefore, you would think... That it's less of a problem. It's smoother because all the money is mixed together. It says no. Taz and Shach they make this into a ribis deraisa. When it's even when it's goyim, When it comes to deraisa, we can't say the concept of breira. You can't pick and choose and say that I am Jew when I invested money. Being that is hidden and goyim all over in this bank, so the money that I invested. Into the bank was lent only to Goyim. Breda was lent only to Goyim. And the ribbons that the Goyim paid comes to me. The money that the Yid is borrowing from the bank with ribbons, he's borrowing from the Goyim. Breda. But the rice, you can't say Breda. If it's the rice, you can't make it into Breda. Therefore, it's also. So you can't say Breda over here. The what? What? You stipulate? If all the money is mixed up, I'm going to decide to determine which money is almost in one big pocket. Right. I'm asking, like, what? If there'll be a bag and you would write over there that uh, that uh, that only only Jews could borrow from your money? Only Goyim could borrow from your money? I'm saying, so these are where it's numbers. You give money and it goes on the computer. Yeah. cash like that. I'll rather not get your cash. Right. So, could you stipulate a bank? That what? It's not. It's when you deposit money into the bank? Yeah. When you invest money into the bank? Or when you borrow money? Invest. When you invest, you write that you're making a condition with the bank that they're only allowed to lend your money out to Goyim. Yeah. Is the bank will only do such a thing? I don't know. Can I? I don't know. Huh? Can I? I don't know. <laughs> Right now, you're wondering why was this thing added in the Kitzvah afterwards? The way the Kitzvah did was anything he got after his book was printed, it became very famous, and the Rabbanim would uh, have comments on what he wrote. So this, if it was a good comment, he would either accept it or reject it. But this was the place where he where he put his his comments in. Ah? Huh? Do you find that he was crazy? No. I didn't go through every single one, so I can't tell you about the if it was Chayzer in any single scenario. But I don't know. Maybe he corrected in the goof. I don't know. 
Rabbi Hiri definitely was not Chayzer. He actually doubled down on his position and he continued as strong as he was before. And he, what he does with this line is, Farent for why he did not follow the other shit. So who's the other shit? Is the Baal Sheilomeshif was the Poisek in that generation. He had a a, a communication with the Kizuk Shachanaruch, with the person Kizuk Shachanaruch, regarding this topic. Bunch of letters, seems like a collection of letters between them went. Only one was seems to be have found, which is the one that you have over here in what I printed for you in, in this in this in the thin paper. And uh, and he he his conclusion is before we get to the beginning, his conclusion is um, when you do the when you reprint you could delete this statement that he did. That's what Shel Meshav wrote to him. And he did not only not delete it, he added in the in the in the side Pastor Shulchan why he doesn't agree with Shel Meshav wrote. But he didn't quote the Shel Meshav because the Shulchan Aruch is not a it's not a safer which is made for all the arguments. He just added one line, and with that he, he explained why he doesn't hold it. The swat of the Shel Meshav was as follows. He says, first of all, according to Rashi, if it's done through a Shliach, it's mutter. Yeah, and you could look through. So even if you're going to say that the owners of the bank of the shluchim, either of the buyer, uh, of the borrower, or of the lender, there's no other shliach. It's a shliach. So it's, so it's motor, at least according to Rashi. And the next thing is, and the next thing is um, over here, you don't have to go into the whole discussion of shliach. Why? It's not clear that the Jews that are giving ribis is going to be going to the Jewish investors. Right? So that was something that he wrote, huh? Huh? It's not clear. Yeah, there is. That's what it seems like there is brave. He takes the approach to Israel, right? So the, this is this is all the summary of the Shalom Huh? Right. He doesn't make it into that ice. Converts into the, see later, some convert into the Rabbana. So the for the beginning of this chuva of this chuva of the of the of the Shailameshiv, so the whole first paragraph is pretty much he's going, he's 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 uh, reiterating everything that was already discussed, and he comes to the thing. So the Kishanar person responded to him that doesn't make a difference. So at the end of the day, the Achrayas is on the Malva, if it gets lost, who loses? The Malva. If the bank collapses and this loan, because the loans didn't come back, who's going to lose? Who's going to lose the Malva? Yeah, today the government, then the Malva. So therefore, the Chayes and the Malva. So there is a Malva here, even though the. So does that mean nowadays you would hold differently if the government covers? Your, uh, government covers hundred thousand dollars. So are you allowed to lend to a bank under hundred thousand? I don't know, maybe. So then the Shalom Meshav says, I don't care about this Achrayas over here. The true reality is, even if you're going to go and you're going to write the Shtar Choyv on the name of the actual Malva, and not in the name of the bank, you're going to write on the piece of paper that I'm lending you right now a half a million dollars to buy a house. The bank is going to write it. And the place where it says lender is going to put the name of the Yid. It's still not Aser. It's still not Aser. He explains why is it over here. Because over here it becomes, this whole bank is looked upon as a Shutfus. And all the money is mixed together. There's no way of determining whose money is who. 
So it could be that when the yid is borrowing, even if they put the yid's name on it, the 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 yid the the yid is the, who's borrowing is really borrowing money that was given by the guy, and the guy who's bar and and the and, and the yid who's investing his money is really go, is really going to a guy. So you don't know because everything got mixed together, and therefore you don't even have to go into the concept of breira, because the whole concept of, you can't say in breira because it's nothing to do with breira. Why? Because everything is mixed to begin with. Ah, like this. I'll explain to you what it is. Something which is completely mixed together, the way he is, he explains what Breda is, something which is completely mixed together is not shy to have Breda because you can't define where, what belongs to who. So it brings us over there. So he says, huh? You really can't define because you can end of the day split up and find out which account has who has how much money which account. No, but once the money goes into the main thing, you can't know whose coin is went from one to one to another. Money is money. So it becomes the whole shot for so the mail there's no way of knowing who gave the money to who. He's not saying that for sure went from a year to a year to a guy or for sure from a guy to a year. <coughs> he says it's not shy to know who went from who to who it went. Somebody else responds on that. Yeah. Somebody else mentioned that. that each, uh, maybe maybe goes at percentages. And he says, then he goes into the whole thing about that there's a taste of tomorrow, that if there was that if before it got the money got if before the Isra got mixed together, it was originally mutter, and only after and only when the Isra came to being it became mixed. So over there we still say we say Yesh Breva, even in the case of Deraisa. And over here, being that when a bank lends money. It's not, there's no, there's no clarity if the money that came to the borrower came from a Jewish account, from a Jew to a Jew. And there's no way of, of being valid because everybody's a short definite. So it's not shaykh. It's not shaykh. It's not case. Even the people who disagree with Rashi and say there is shluchas, it has nothing to do with shluchas. There's nothing to do with shluch, there's nothing to do with bread, there's no issue of bread over here, there's not shaykh to have bread over here, there's no shaykh to have Therefore he tells him, when you reprint it, fix it. And he didn't listen to him, he reprinted it and wrote it differently. That's the Mahara, that's, this is the Shailamation. And the reason I brought him first is because he's the one who argues in the Kisuch Then we'll see, there's a, as the, as the, each one quotes the next one. So comes the Malam Sheikh. He brings the two swaras of the Shalomeshiv. One that according to Rashi it's muter through Shleach. And secondly, that you could say bread over here because the mixture really you could say maybe it's Bakal Nachaik to have bread. But even if you're gonna say there is bread in such a scenario, there is bread because the mixture happened afterwards. You can never know where the money came from. If it came from one person or from the other, you could say. Breda in such a scenario that the money came from a year to a guy, from a guy to a year, and that's it. So he says, so he says, so he, the Maram Sheikh says, first, both reasons don't make sense to him. To say the reason, the second reason that this, that, uh, that the Breda, when it's all, when it's all, when it's all mixed, is, uh, 
is uh, that, that the reason that, that when it's all mixed together, you don't have this issue of Breda. He says that they still have Breda. He says that he brings a proof from Taisers and that Taisers is only talking about according to the opinion of the Yash Breda. In the day that I says, so therefore, what's the Chiddush that according to Taisers in such a scenario as Yash Breda? The whore talking about the people that say there's no Breda. So it's not going to help you anything. And if everything gets mixed together, you want to say, Ain Breda. He says that according to Chasm Seifer, it only applies if everything was mixed together from the beginning. But if each person has his own defined part in this investment, and they just happen to be partners, but each one has a specific defined percentage of partnership, they just didn't divide the uh, profits yet between the people, but each one has his own percentage. So even though right now all the money is mixed together, every single penny, each shutaf has a part in it, according to his, uh, to his uh, percentage. And he's a shutaf in everything. What do you mean? What I'm saying is that each dollar, and each dollar that's, that's lent, it's your shutaf, so you have a chalik in that dollar that's lent. He flips it all the way around. The first one, according to the according to the Shalomation, because everything is mixed together, you won't say Breda because there's no way of defining who it belongs to. He says, no, each person has his own defined shares of this company, percentage. Somebody will own 10% of the bank, somebody will own 0.0001% of the bank. Somebody will own 30% of the bank. And it depends how the bank is set up. Credit unions, maybe, yeah, you are you are becoming a just defense. That's how the old banks used to be. The old, till today you have credit unions in certain in smaller banks. So he says in every single pruta, means in every single dollar, every shutaf has an ownership in it. And he can and he's a shutaf in the whole thing. So every loan that goes out to let's say you own one percent of the bank, there's a hundred investors in the bank, you own one percent of the bank. And this bank now went and lent money to a yid, lent a thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars to a yid. You're one percent, right? So you're one percent owner of this bank. The bank lent a hundred thousand dollars to a yid. So now, how much from your money went to this yid? Thousand dollars, one percent of a hundred thousand. Thousand dollars went to this Jew. He is going to be paying ribis on that money. So he's going to be paying a few thousand dollars ribis. So on your thousand dollars that you lent. To this Jew, as part of his package loan that comes from all the partners together, your one percent you lent to this Jew got a thousand dollars from you. He's paying back to the bank a thousand and five or a thousand and ten. So you made ten dollars of ribbons on your thousand dollars. Huh? No, that's not that's that's who's the policeman is not irrelevant. It's not part of this discussion according to the Madam Sheikh. He only looks at who's the you're the owner by definition. Every loan that goes out of the bank, part of it is yours. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and you can't say and you can't say Breda. And he adds even more. He says, even if you yourself would go and borrow money from the bank, you can't come and say that, you know, what do you mean? I took I took my money. I invested, a, I, I, let's say I, 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 I deposited $100,000 in the bank. I have a deposit with the bank. Then I go and I take a mortgage. 
and I default on my mortgage, and they go to court, and uh, and uh, the, the person says, what do you mean? I'm an investor in the bank. I deposited money in the bank. So I'm not paying you. What's, what do you mean? I, I it's, my, it's my guilt. I put it into your account. So you come to me and you won't charge me for my money? What chutzpah do you have? Obviously, it's not going to work like that. You invested in it you because you're the, when you borrow the money from the bank, you didn't take the, the, the entirety of your money. When you borrow $100,000 from the bank and you have $100,000 in the bank account and you went and took a mortgage for $100,000, your $100,000 is not coming from your bank account. A small percentage of it is coming from your deposit. The rest is coming from everybody else. So obviously, the bank is going to go after you and tell you, Master Kushma Show, you have to pay back the money. So now, if you put money in the bank, not enough, not enough CD or anything, just yeah. that money in person, yeah. you can just take it out whenever you want. If what do you mean, take it out whenever? Technically, you could. The bank doesn't have money for everybody to come at the same day. I understand. But at the end of the day, there's no CS money. There's no, you have your money when this person is borrowing money from you at the same time. That's how it's structured. Today it's structured like that, yeah. You can go to the bank and take the money. But if you're an investor, Love Dafka, you can't always go, you can't buy a stock out right away, huh? Deposit. It's different. The, today's deposits are different because it's structured legally in such a way to make sure that the bankers are protected, but more importantly, the people are also protected. Today's deposit is very different than what it was then. But the stocks, if you own stocks in the bank, you could buy stocks in the bank. You can't sell them by by Maybe you could. Maybe if you have a big a big amount of stocks and somebody makes a, a run on a certain stock and the price are going to collapse, sometimes they'll stop trading on it. They're not going to want you to sell. Sometimes you become a partner in a certain company. You can't pull out before a certain date. If they're building a bank, building a company, you can't pull out before a certain date. So now this, this uh, the, the Madame Sheik, when he explains, he wants to explain what this, what, how, this, how this corporation, how this business works. He says every person gives a certain percentage of, 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 of stocks, and each one receives according to the amount that he gave. And the owners of the business, they decide up until when, you could, uh, by what's the earliest you could take out the money from the bank. You could sell the stocks, but you can't sell, but you can't collect the money. And then the bank can hire somebody who's going to be the same, the, the main person who's going to be in charge of giving out the money. At the end of every year, you get a report. Today, it's at the end of every quarter that they, there's earnings reports, and then you get uh, you get on your stocks a certain a certain amount of money. So what happens is over here is, in essence, every single person lent the money to the bank. And he borrowed money from the rest of the, uh, of the rest of the partners. Each person became part of his shutfis. He lent money to the partnership, a certain amount, and he borrowed money from the rest of the partners. And that's why at the end of the, at the, end of the partnership, everybody gets a percentage. So now, so, so therefore he says, in such a scenario, the should be also. Because every loan has... A Jew's percentage in it, and every ribis that gets paid has a Jew. You're going to make money off the ribis. So, so every bank also makes money itself, its own money. They make money off the charging of the loans. So at a certain point, the loans that they give are also the bank's money itself. So could be the not even percentage. But who is that bank? If you don't look at the bank as an independent entity, the bank is some of its parts of its investors. So the fact that when you say the bank made money. When, when a bank makes money, the investors don't make that money. The bank keeps that money. 
Yeah, but you as an investor who has stock, you have stock, it belongs to you, it's your money. If the bank gets sold and there's a stock buy, a private person comes and buys the bank, you will get your, your shares of the profit. So then he asks, being that everybody's partners to each one, each one, all of them are partners together and all the money's together and each one is a borrower and a lender at the same time to the rest of the people. So he says, what do we care if the money is already here, if the money was lent out, if the money wasn't lent out, if the money is mixed, if the money is not mixed. By definition, whenever money is given to somebody as a loan, the purpose is for spending the money. So therefore, it's as if the money was already gone. And the only thing is that this bank is, is meshuba to each one of them. And it becomes an apoytikim mefurish. And apoytikim means that if you owe money to somebody and that, and you specifically state where you could collect the money from and from nowhere else. So this bank, this entity, this bank, this collection of partners borrowed money from you. You invested money into the bank. You invested $100,000. So this group of investors borrowed $100,000 from the investor. And now they that money is over and became, the, now this group of investors is meshubed to pay the money back to me, the $100,000, the investor, the $100,000 that they borrowed. And the only way they could collect it from is from the bank. So now you're going to say, it's the money is not mine anymore. I lent it to the bank. The bank now owes, the Shutfus now owes me, as Meshabit to me, to pay me back the money. But I don't own the money anymore. Me, my money already disappeared. I have a Shtar Choyv from the people to me. So maybe it's not my money anymore. If it's not my money anymore, so you don't have an issue of, uh, of ribis. Because when the bank is giving out money, they're not giving my money. To me, with me, they have a deal. They owe me money. They're Meshavah themselves to me. What's it in the private person? Huh? If I loan someone Libby, who does Ribis, do I? What if you? You lent somebody money without Ribis. Yeah. He went and lent it to somebody else with Ribis? Yeah. What if it do with you? So huh? Here you are getting the Ribis. In that case, you're not getting the Ribis. Huh? This is me to the bank. Good. So that's what he says. That's what he's saying. No, maybe it's Mutter. Because maybe it's Mutter, because it's not your money anymore. So it's not uh, Kaspacho, whatever, it's not Kaspacho, it's, then it's not a problem. So what issue is there of Ribis for the Yidin who are participating in the bank? And he says, really, ultimately, being that the Achrayas of the bank will go under is on the Jews of the owners. So Mimele, you could say that it's like the, the money of the Jew, and he, conflu- and he concludes being that everything that the bank owns becomes Meshubah to the people who invested money in the bank. And every single penny in this bank is Meshubah to the Jews and to the Goyim. And therefore, and there's a Goyish part, partners over here also, which is important. It's not a fully Jewish bank. It's a bank that has Yidin and Goyim. So every single penny over here that's in the bank is Meshubah to you and Meshubah to a Goyim. So it's not anymore your money. So you don't have the issue of and therefore he explains how now it becomes if it becomes a shaila, it becomes a shaila of ribis de 
And if the, the one who runs the bank is a guy, there's no shluchas la'akum. He says, why? Because the one who runs the bank is a guy, there's no shluchas la'akum. And even, and this din of no shluchas la'akum, it's the reseifim. So the whole issue becomes the reseifim of the rabban. It becomes the issue of the rabban, there is yesh breira, according to everyone. Only the nice is not breira. So over here it becomes a shayla of the rabban, a ribbis the rabban, not a ribbis the nicer, because it goes through a guy. Therefore, it's not an Isser, and there is Breda, and you could say that your money went to the guy, and the Yidu borrowed money, his money came from a guy, and it's all good, and he concludes that he wrote all this just to be Malamit's house in the Yidu. That's his conclusion. All this whole pilpul, how he explains why it's more just to be Malamit's house in the Yidu. That was his, his outlook. Comes the Marasham, and he brings the Shalomeshav, the next, next on the line. He brings the Shalomeshav, and what the Manam Sheikh says in it. And this concept that every single penny that you put into the bank, a Jew has a part of it. And therefore, you would think it's a child of Israel. And he says, and he says, you should just know, all oh, the Hatayim are only when a guy runs the bank. And also, he adds another condition, that the majority of the bank owners are going... But if the one who runs the bank is a Jew, it's going to shelfen. If there's only one token guy that's a partner over there, you just take one guy and you tell him there's 100 yidin are investing and they just want to cash their old Aveda, so they take one guy and put him in there, also doesn't work. Right? Even though according to the Manam Sheikh, it seems like it does work. Because the Manam Sheikh says, there's a guy and every penny, the guy is part of it, there's not any more your money. So according to Manam Sheikh, it seems that one guy is enough. But he says no, you have to have a majority guy. So therefore, the Marasham the says, when they made a bank in his city, mm-hmm. he wanted to make, he made a rule that anybody who wants to be part of this bank has to sign a shtan and best everything to be according, according to Heteriska. And he says, if you that's for investing. If you want to borrow from a bank, the Marasham says you have to go to a big bank, which has a bunch of goyim who, who invested over there, and only then he relies on the on the sweater of the Madam Sheikh that every penny has, you could say that every penny comes from it gets mixed as the shibud is to the yidin to the guy, and therefore you're not high, therefore it's not really your money. And the guy is the one who's lending the money, being that the guy is lending the money, so it becomes the rabbanan, because the rabbanan is yesh breda, and your money didn't go to a guy, and the money you're borrowing didn't come from a yid, it came from a guy. Yeah, and he says. He says, and this svarav that, that there is breda that the Malam Sheikh says he does that the Malam Sheikh says he doesn't like it so much. He says why? Because ultimately, being that there's still a chrayis under Yisrael, the chrayis means if the money goes, if the if the bank goes under, the yid is going to lose the lose the yid is going to lose his money. So even if the one who runs the bank is still a guy, it's still a shail of ribis, so it shouldn't be breda. So he says, maybe you could say that being that all the money is meshubat to the bank and the guy who runs the bank could do whatever he wants, so then even if it's bachrayis ha'yisrael, it's still not an iser. So he says that only applies when there's also money of goyim. And then the money of the guy is clear. You know what each penny of the guy is. And then you could say that it becomes as if they made a condition that every single loan that's going to come from a yid Every single loan that the yid is going to borrow is going to be from the money of a goy. But being that here everything is mixed, 
every single uh, every single pruta of every single guy of every single part every single partner every single pruta is owned by every single partner and therefore there's no breda and he would say there is a mockum to be oiser in a scenario where not like in the beginning where he writes that if the majority are goyim, majority owners are goyim, it's motor. If the guy guy runs it, he says, but if you don't have all these conditions, the majority is goyim, and the bank is run by goyim, then you still have a problem. So it's a little bit more machmer than the maram shik, than the than the yeah, than the maram shik. So you have the seder, the Maria Levi is the biggest mako. Then you come with the Shalomation a little bit less, and then the Marasham, I mean, then the Maram Shik on top of the Shalomation with the Marasham. Each one added another layer, and the Shulchan Aruch is the biggest mach. Yeah, and then you have the, the Minchas Pitim, which I didn't bring up, it's a very short piece. Um, and he says, he says that if the people who run the bank are Goyim, so he makes it an interesting chiluk. The people who run the bank are Goyim, so you're allowed to invest in the bank. Why? Because the one who runs the bank is doing a act of nafsheh. He wants to generate profits for himself also. But the borrower is not allowed to borrow from such a bank. Because if the one who invests money, he's not over in the issue. Why? Because he gave money to, to the bank. The bank is run by a guy. The guy is doing whatever he wants according to his own his own cheshbonah. But if I'm a Jew and I am borrowing money from a uh, from this bank where there's Yiddish money over there, then I am, then I am over in Yisur. That's a piece of water. And then he says, no, we can't. We don't have to say. We can't. It's, it's too extreme to say it. We have to say if the malva is not over, the leva is also not over. And we're going to take a break now, and we I guess we will be mam shechus share um, a different. I'm afraid I will try to do it Sunday, Sunday or Monday to finish the last part, which is what the Rebbe writes about it. So 